Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Battle Tested Podcast. On today's episode, I'd like to decipher some of the intricate languaging that is being used with self-talk. So for me personally, I find language to be very important. The language that we're using with others, the language that we're using within our relationships, and most importantly, the language that we choose to use with ourselves. So for those of you out there listening, your inner dialogue is going to create this certain landscape that correlates with your vocabulary. So if you're wondering how impactful words can be, let's look at a couple of things. Because words can play a huge effect on how we choose to respond to daily life circumstances. There's proven studies out there around negative languaging that release stress and anxiety inducing hormones. And if we examine how this perpetuates over time, take a look at our children that don't have the capacity to process the emotions that they may be feeling and how the anxiety-inducing hormones are playing effect in their everyday lives. Over time, this starts to develop a condition and perhaps it even leads into predispositions or even getting into the medical side of things where they just want to dope you up, block your receptors, prevent you from feeling these things. But why are we feeling these things in the first place? I'm not trying to say that negative languaging is the only thing that has an impact. It's an accumulation of different factors that revolve around what's being cultivated in the mind. And the mind is a powerful thing, but we have to be able to dial back and take charge of what's going on in the background because that's going to control our actions, behaviors, habits, and so forth. Negative languaging can have immense impacts, especially with our communication with others. Words that create these internal negative triggers will often build up resentment over time. At the very least, it creates resistance for somebody wanting to push forward in a positive direction. We have to learn to be aware, because it's not something that we were conditioned with. But on the other end, we start to condition ourselves over time with the negative self-talk. Somebody who's not wearing the negative self-talk, it'll be very evident. Most of our communication is habitual. That means we don't have to think about it, and we just do it. When we converse with another person, the conversation just flows, and then often we forget being thoughtful in the language that we choose to select. By not being aware of the effects that our words have on another person, we often say things that we don't mean, and later live to regret those things. When communicating, we need to become aware of what the interpretation looks like on the other side. Negative trigger words may be used without us even realizing it. You may not even realize the negative undertones that are being spoken because it's ingrained within you from years and years of using this vocabulary. Words such as always, never, constantly. These are words that offer no exceptions to the situation and can create defensiveness in another person. Expressions such as, you always make mistakes like this. You constantly interrupt when I'm talking. You never show up on time. You can see how this starts to build a defense mechanism in another person. The other person may well counter to defend themselves. These may be trigger words for them and push them into being triggered to attack. Words like should, must, and need to become very forceful. So when we use them in the wrong context, it can appear as if we are ordering people around. 
you should do this right now, you must try better next time. Things, things like that, for example, can cause people to defend themselves. It could be something as simple as, I get really frustrated when you dot 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 fill in the blanks. As opposed to going to, you do this, you do that. You begin to create a forceful dialogue with another person that's requiring a response. Or maybe it's a complete shutdown. Words like can't, won't, don't. These can have negative responses to certain individuals. Having a more positive frame of mind will dismiss these negative words and drive a conversation forward instead of seeking out the reasons of why things won't happen. Words like try, maybe, perhaps. These communicate doubt, uncertainty, and lack of commitment. Instead of using these terms that can create negative reactions in people, build their confidence by working through the conversation, focusing on what can actually be accomplished. Be looking for that area of compromise where you have mutual territory, where you have enough space to process the words that are being digested. Being aware that this can become problematic for some may shift your perspective going into a conversation. We truly don't know what other people are going through at any given time. They may be depressed, upset, or have low self-esteem, and they may overthink something minor, or at least something that's minor to you that was said, and exaggerate the interpretation. Your intentions may be good, but if it gets misinterpreted, then it becomes really frustrating, and it holds this powerful undertone for the other person. Everybody has a different word filter, and at certain lows in my life, I've had a negative word filter to where anything that was being said to me went right through my filter came back up with every negative emotion that I can cultivate from the inside and spewed back out very aggressively, very defensively, which led into relationship issues and certainly communication issues to where we couldn't meet on a common ground. It got so bad that it was so far-fetched to even think that we could agree to disagree, which would at least be productive. Words filter through us and seep into our community where they are absorbed and then reinserted by others, when we recognize the power that our words have and how they impact people, we can start to make better choices, to be kind, to be more positive. So our words, if used in the correct way, can not only influence people's perception towards us, but it can change the way that we see things. So you might want to ask yourself, how does bad languaging reflect on you? And perhaps take it one step further and ask yourself, what kind of negative languaging are you using in your own mind? Certain words are a spontaneous reflection of strong emotional states, like anger, fear, or passion. Profanity and bad words are powerful, emotionally, psychologically, physiologically, and socially. We now know that the choice of our words have a direct and immediate effect on our emotional responses, and it makes our brain inclined to respond in specific ways. This can lead to continuing that trauma. So if you're wondering if words do hurt, they do. Ridicule, disdain, humiliation, all of these type of words cause injury. And when it is delivered to a childhood from a child's peers, it inflicts lasting physical effects on the brain structure. Our words and actions impact our relationships with people. When a group is comprised of individuals who are thoughtful about their words and actions, for example, individuals who show respect and consideration for other people around them, we're likely to have a happy and healthier culture. I certainly don't feel like this is rocket science material, but it's something that we don't bring a lot of awareness around so that we can develop better habits moving forward. If this piece of information hit close to home for you, then you're probably criticizing yourself in a negative way and using negative languaging that's manifesting a negative landscape around you. So it's important that we do different. And if there's one thing that's very simple that you can add to your daily regimen, 
Wake up in the morning and give gratitude to something. Perhaps it's having a warm bed to sleep, a glass of water to hydrate, the ability to walk and move if you so choose. The reality is there are simple things out there in the world that we overlook and take for granted that people suffer with on a daily basis. And something as simple as giving gratitude to the things that we do have and not focusing on what we don't can be extremely powerful and move you into living a healthier, happier life. So that's my tip on this episode. Let's continue to be grateful for the things that we do have and not focus so much on what we do not. This is not conducive to our overall wellness and will quickly derail our progress. But I truly feel like it stems from the dialogue that's being discussed in our own minds. So let's be encouraging, be positive, and show respect to ourselves and all those around us. And until next time, my friends, be kind to one another.